gentlemen, allow me to go ahead and start this thing off by saying it's Clubbering Time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is going on? What is going on? What is going on? It's your boy, the Prince of Botch, a.k.a. Dwayne, a.k.a. the Highlight Real, telling them how you feel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 48 of the Life's of Botch podcast. And man, we got a lot to cover on tonight, brother. We got a lot to cover on tonight. I ain't going to lie. This is a little bit of a prediction show. This is a little bit of a review show. But really, to be completely honest, this is a complete CM Punk takeover, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! Look, before we even really get into it, man, allow me. Y'all know who I is. Y'all know who I are. You know what I'm saying? You know who I am. You know the man. But allow me to welcome back someone you guys may remember and know very, very well from early, early in the early stages of life, Sabach, when this show was just, just kicking off. I believe he was on episode number two, if I'm not mistaken. This was way, way back. So allow me to introduce somebody that is like, a, a no longer a podcasting rookie, if you will, in these days. You know what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, you know him a part of the OTS family. You may know him from, of course, I am Tremont, one of the hottest podcasts in the OTS game. And of course, you already know him as your co-host, a guy, a regular that you would see on fans from time to time. You already know. This man is a little bit of everywhere, doing a little bit of everything, man. And you already see that he is repping to the fullest. Yes, sir. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, allow me to introduce my ooze with the juice, my little bro. You already know. Hey, none other than Mr. Darren Tremont. What's up, man? Yes, sir, bro. Listen, I'm still hype. I still oh. hype. I was oh. crying. I was screaming. Oh. I was sending videos to my girlfriend. I was calling oh. you, Dwayne. I oh. was, dude, bro. I'm God, cause yeah. I yeah. I was fucking hype, bro. Like <laughs> CM Punk. Yeah, man. CM Punk is good. back, ladies and gentlemen. He is back, good. like. Listen, let's, let's 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 just do it. Let's let's just do it. Let's kick it off right. You know what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna give y'all a little bit of smackdown coverage. You know, we're gonna give y'all a review. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna be brief. You know, I'm not gonna go like segment to segment. We're just gonna talk about what probably stood out mostly on tonight's show. Um, you know, and then of course we're gonna give y'all some SummerSlam predictions going forth mm-hmm. in tomorrow night, but Let's just keep it real, y'all. We're going to talk what everybody want to talk about, what everybody been talking about, what everybody still talking about, what everybody going to be talking about pretty much from here on out throughout the rest of the year into next year and on so forth, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about none other than the man who lit up the entire city of his hometown known as the Windy City, Chicago, who is still probably on fire as we speak. Ladies and gentlemen, very Chicago Bulls-like-esque, if you will. Haven't had that kind of ovation since Michael Jordan in the Bulls days, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, Darren, sir, talk to me, man. What was your thoughts 
when this show kicked off, man, right when you knew, as soon as SmackDown went fresh off the air, and you flipped that channel to TNT, and you saw that opening segment, you saw the opening credit scene for AEW Rampage. What was your first thought the moment you saw that Chicago crowd on fire, ready and willing? Because you knew they My came out the gate. I mean, the announcers were talking. You could hear it through the talking. Bro, because I, I went in. This is the first time ever when a CM Punk returned to, like, him does taking his debut with AEW. But, like, this is, we heard many CM Punk returning to wrestling rumors for years. But you always take it from the grand assault. But when I heard this, I fucking lost it, bro. It was like, yeah. it was it was magical because for me, it's I don't care what anybody say about CM Punk. My personal connection with Punk is, for one, I grew up a Cena fan. I'm not gonna fucking deny it. I grew up, you know it, Dwayne. I've been a Cena fan since I can remember, since his basic thug numbers age. Mm -hmm. But when I always appreciate CM Punk when he debuted in ECW in 2006. But in 2011, when we call what we call is the summer of punk, mm -hmm. it made me I gained more respect for him because he made me feel comfortable to be a wrestling fan. Because at that time, wrestling was not that thing you, you know, it, was, it wasn't popular no more. And you wasn't mm -hmm. going to say, oh, I'm just a wrestling fan. You yeah. know what I mean? And then just going through those stages of CM Punk, I personally, like, I know people hated him when he walked off. I was, I was hurt. I remember the day I woke up uh, and saw the news of him leaving in 2014, how he walked mm -hmm. out in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I was hurt because CM Punk is the reason why I used to train for to be a professional wrestler. He was the guy for me. He looked like me. He was he was a normal guy, and and he he was tired of the bullshit and everything. And also as a fan, to know that he almost died. Like, come on, let's say if he never walked out, if mm -hmm. he never walked out under the wrestling like for two more weeks, mm -hmm. he CM Punk would be dead. So knowing all these things and all these years of saying, will he, will he not, to hear that music, mm -hmm. it was like, okay, please don't fucking troll us. Because remember, I think it was March 3rd of 2014, WWE did the same thing. They played his music in Chicago and they went wild and Paul Heyman walked out. So I was just hoping, like, okay, don't let MJF come out. Don't, don't, don't let this be a trolling <laughs> moment. Uh huh. And when he walked out, bro, because when he hit music, I screamed anyway. I was like, oh my God, set up. Yeah. But when I saw him, like, seeing him step out, bro, I literally was going fucking wild. I was like, stay up, I'm on the game, like, mind you, I'm, I'm on my video game watching this because I was still talking to my friends on there. Yeah. They were like, oh, hell no, we got to mute you. I'm screaming, and what made me cry, yeah. when they put the camera on, on the guy in the crowd, he was crying, and mm -hmm. they put the camera back on CM Punk, tears mm -hmm. just came down my face. Because, like I said, if you if you a fan of CM Punk and you know the story from what he talked about on uh, Coco Cabana's podcast, mm -hmm. 
this was hard. For, you know what I'm saying? He, his passion for it died. Yeah. And seeing him walked out and jumping inside the crowd and everything, you knew that CM Punk is legit back. It's like this is this isn't early WWE CM Punk, like he said yeah. in the promo. This that was Ring of Honor CM Punk, what we seen right there. That was the CM Punk who loved this business, bro. Yeah. To hear that, just just to hear the music, to see him healthy. Even when he apologized to the crowd for leaving seven years ago, mm-hmm. bro, like I'm like I'm fighting back tears right now. It's like I want to cry again because the way, like I said, how many times we heard CM Punk returning? I know he technically returned with WWE backstage, but that don't fucking count. Like, yeah, CM Punk in front of a crowd in the ring, in the ring, bro, yeah. and the people who watching this. I don't, listen, you can at me on this. This was bigger than Bret Hart returning in 2010, bigger than Ultimate Warrior returning in 2014, mm-hmm. bigger than Shawn Michaels returning in 2002, hell, bigger than Triple H returning in Madison Square Garden, and that was an awesome return, but this was different. In Chicago, it's been seven years, been told that he would never, ever return to the business, and to see him walk out, Bro, like that made me want to just hop back in the ring right now. It that makes me want to get back in the ring, bro. Like I'm legit fighting tears because CM Punk made me comfortable being a wrestling fan. Yeah, that yeah. was a moment I thought I would never. See. That's like that's like me going to see Michael Jackson perform. We know that's never gonna happen because he's no longer here with us. Yeah. So I was in that same mindset. Oh, we'll never see CM Punk in the ring again. And to hear that fucking music and seeing it happen. Come on, man. Yeah, it's, it 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 really leaves you super speechless at the fact, like, yo, did that really just happen? Like, am I dreaming? Right. right? You know. Um. Honestly, this is up there, in my opinion, with Edge's return at the Royal Rumble, um, in twenty twenty. This is up there with. Daniel Bryan announcing officially that he's back, like from his concussion injuries when he was mm-hmm. supposedly done, right? Mm-hmm. And he was able to come back and how crazy a crowd went knowing like Daniel Bryan's back. Like this is up there with those in terms of just memorable returns. I would put it over all of those returns that you said, except for those two, because they're right on par with it. You know, like those two are right on par with this moment. These are the moments because that Edge return did the same thing that this did. When yeah. you heard that music, that Royal Rumble crowd went crazy and had those same type of tears because it was like, yo, he's back. Like, you know, even though he it was different for Edge because in his case, it was retirement, you know, mm-hmm. a, a situation from a neck injury. And this is more like, walked away left and and did things we saw him do mma for a minute we've seen him act we've seen him do just a bunch of different things underground where you wondered will you come back to your first one and it was always a and maybe and we'll see and i'm kind of done with that life you know and look at him now he's back excited He's ready. Now, let me ask you, were you surprised 
to actually hear the legit best in the world cult of personality theme play. Did you think it was going to be a remix or were you surprised that it was the actual full song? No, because the reason why I say this, for multiple reasons why. One, when he felt first left Ring of Honor, that was his theme song. That was his, because I remember when I first read into the into Cult of Personality when he debuted in 2011 and WWE with it. Mm-hmm. I knew he had different theme songs when I went back and watched Ring of Honor and watched his old work, but I didn't know that was his last song he ever used like for the non-televised one. Mm-hmm. Two, leading up to it, Living Color follow AEW and they follow Tony Khan. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not shocked because they just bought the rights to Wild Thing for John Moxley. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is slowly confirming everything. But you know, again, take it for the grain of salt. You never know. Living Color might just have signed a deal to use some music for their pay-per-views, you know? Take it for the grain of salt. <laughs> but I knew it was on the right. And even CM Punk knew. He couldn't just come back with a generic AEW theme song. He yeah. knew he couldn't do that. He knew yeah. cult of personality was gonna fit him. He knew he couldn't come back with this fire burns because yeah. he could as kill switch for permission for it, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure WWE still have the rights to that theme song. Right. So to hear cult of personality come on, bro, that was perfect. perfect. No, it, it like I the CM Punk return would have been awesome anyway, but he couldn't return with nothing else but cultural personality. That's him. He's the cultural personality. Like, mm-hmm. when that song first came out, when he, during the summer of punk in 2011, when he first used it during that era, mm-hmm. it, they, think of somebody else, think of another wrestler. You can't. It fits CM Punk. Even This Fire Burns did fit CM Punk, but every time I hear This Fire Burns, I think of Randy Orton when he used it. So, like, it fits. Perfect moment, bro. Yeah. Perfect moment. And not only that, it was in the Chicago crowd. No disrespect for Memphis. No, because Memphis wrestling is amazing. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, Philadelphia, New York, Canada, England. Chicago is just a different fucking vibe. Everything lined up perfectly from the from the rumors. From the from the music, from the arena, from every I couldn't picture a better CM Punk return. The only thing could probably top this if CM Punk returned at WrestleMania. That would have been the mm. only thing. If CM Punk did return to WWE, WrestleMania pop, the only thing could probably top this. This was the perfect return. Perfect return. And WWE, we saw uh, me and Dwayne gonna talk about him when we review SmackDown, but we saw what you try to do at the end of SmackDown. You're not slick. I I, I peeped it. But mm-hmm. you still can take away this perfect. I call this a debut slash return. Return to pro wrestling, but debut for AEW, bro. Like I have on the shirt. And matter of fact, my Wayne, yeah. I'll let you know now. When I was watching SmackDown, shirtless, completely shirtless, eating my food. Soon as SmackDown walked the earth, I put on the shirt. Give me that. And just, I was literally <laughs> just hoping. You, I was, you saved it for the right moment, didn't you? Didn't yes, you had that yes, feeling. Bro. You knew oh, I got to break it out. Was there any into you? The moment, okay. So, so leading up to this point, leading up to this point, when you knew, oh man, I know you were hearing the rumors, and you said, okay, this dynamite, this this AEW rampage is coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm counting down the days. So leading up to this week, leading up to this Friday, you digged in the crates, and you knew 
I'm pulling the shirt out. I feel it. I'm pulling the mm-hmm. shirt out. And I'm gonna put this shirt on because I know mm-hmm. he gonna walk out. Mm-hmm. You felt that, didn't you? You knew it. I you did. And you know what? And like this is the first time ever a wrestling event where I was on Facebook and talking in groups all day about it. Like WrestleMania, I would get on Twitter, say a little stuff, get off, say a little stuff on Facebook, get off. Uh, or any other big wrestling event. This was the first show. I make it known now. I'm an AEW fan now. I couldn't. The last AEW episode I fully watched was the Brody Lee tribute, and that was last year in December. Damn near a year. Mm-hmm. So this was like the first time I was genuinely ex- excited. Not only just for AEW for wrestling in general. It was just a different vibe. Like I said, I never sit all day. Talking about wrestling, yeah. And if if I was talking about wrestling all day, yeah. I don't talk about one individual all day. It'll be about oh Johnson, it is the Rock, this damn right. It'll be about different superstars. Come on, brother. I was talking about CM Punk all day, all day. I was thinking about cult of personality all day. Uh-huh. I watch a, I watch, I was matter of fact, I was watching wrestling last night. I went, I went on Peacock, and you know how trash that is. I was watching Peacock <laughs> last night. Yeah. Just watching wrestling. I was just, this is the first time in a long time where I think it's because of the pandemic. That's another thing because that pet, the, like the Thunderdorm and PC era with no crowd, mm-hmm. it kind of killed my passion for wrestling for a minute because I couldn't sit through a whole episode. I think I saw, yeah. I saw, yeah, I think I started back watching the full episode of wrestling when Roman Reigns turned heel. And it wasn't mm-hmm. even right off the bat. I think it was right. Out to hell in the cell. After him and Jay, when Jay finally joined him, that's when I started watching the full episode of SmackDown. But besides that, before the pen, I ain't watched a full episode of wrestling since the pandemic. Since I went to the NXT show, uh, when it was here in Memphis, that was the last time, bro. Mm -hmm. It was the first time ever when I had the itch. Like like Edge said when he first got his mix, he was like, "Well, maybe just 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 maybe I could do it again." That's how I feel as a fan. I was like. Well, maybe the passion is back because I never just set up one day and said, yeah, I'm going to go back and watch SummerSlam 2001 and 2002. Yeah. And yeah. it was only because of CM Punk because I've been last week and everything, I was doing all the research. As soon as Monday hit for this week, I was just watching Nova Wrestling and, and kept thinking mm-hmm. about CM Punk. I was like, is he coming back? I wonder if he really coming back. And it, it felt good. So when I found my shirt today, I was just like, if I'm looking for this shirt on purpose, mm-hmm. I know tonight's gonna be awesome. This is gonna, oh, this yeah. is gonna be perfect. This is gonna be perfect planning. Yeah. So, bro, it was worth it. It was worth screaming. It was worth crying. It's worth it, it's, it's, it's worth it man. And he's 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 back. And just the possibilities, man. Seeing Sam Punk in this in the ring again, like. What are some of your favorite scenarios? I mean, I know you haven't completely kept up with AEW as much, mm-hmm. but I know you know enough in terms of their roster with who they have, yeah. both young and I guess you could old. say seasoned. You mm-hmm. know, uh, not old, but seasoned. But just veterans, season, right? yeah, yeah, veteran. Like, who are you most looking forward to? We got our first matchup officially. Him and Darby Allen. That's gonna young be, Darby Allen, man. Take my money now. All out, ladies and gentlemen. That, Darby Allen. Listen, if you're mm. if you're someone who knows CM Punk, 
and you're new to AEW, welcome to the AEW side of things because everything you've missed probably about the older pro wrestling days is here with AEW. Now, it's not a downgrade WWE. WWE in a nostalgic way still has its things, but it's, it's, it's stelling out a little bit. There's a lot of work they need to do. They're probably not going to do it. So I have to let y'all know it's not that good right now. You know, yeah, you do your best to, you know, you have your bright spots here and there. You got people you support in WWE here and there. But overall, as a product, it's it's losing its momentum right now. Mm. And yet, here we have it. Mm. We have it right now. We definitely have it where AEW, AEW is shining and they have officially changed the game. And the crazy part is, we haven't even seen Daniel Bryan yet, y'all. We haven't even seen Daniel Bryan yet. And that's another thing. This just fucking confirmed that Daniel Bryan is coming back. Because you remember, the rumors was happening when they said CM Punk and Daniel Bryan signed together. So this just proved... And, and, you know, these two signings, if Daniel Bryan legit shows up at All Out. Mm-hmm. Remember when Vince McMahon just said, like, what it was, like, two weeks ago, he doesn't view AEW as competition as WCW? hmm He can now. And that, there's not no disrespect towards Chris Jericho, Christian, Sting, Cody Rose, the Young Book, none of them. Mm-hmm. But CM Punk and Darren Bryan, it's like, okay, first of all, CM Punk, the guy who made wrestling hot again, the guy who made wrestling and put it back on a main, mainstream level because – Jimmy Kimmel was calling him. Jimmy mm-hmm. Fallon was calling him. Mm-hmm. ESPN was interviewing him, asking what all that shit was legit. Yeah. So yeah. to have him and undoubtedly one of the best underdog babyface, and not even Dan, let's go ahead and call him Brian Danielson, the yeah. American Dragon. Yeah. Have these two guys under the AEW umbrella, and then you can throw in the Young Bucks, Kenny mm-hmm. Omega with him, mm-hmm. Darby Allen. If you want to go back, Christian. Chris Jericho, best in the world, first best in the world, the rematch. Miro. Miro, like, come on, bro. Like, these, this is fucking amazing. This is a fun time. So if so, if WWE feel like AEW is not competition, I guess it's going to take them to sign Bray Wyatt. Tell it's going to have to take that. And, Look, man. And, Whew, boy, MJF. And, Brian K. is back. MJF, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks. I mean, the list goes on, man. There are so much talent that these guys have to play with. So that's why I said to anybody who used to watch WWE, if you were a casual fan, this is the time to get right back in the bandwagon. If if you've missed something about wrestling, you missed that that electricity feel, that memorable, you might want to get into AEW. And TNT, you got some of your old favorites. You got your Sting, that are there to get your nice veterans, Christian, Chris Jericho, you know. And then you got new people. You know what I'm saying? You got new CM Punk. Now you can say because everybody still knew who CM. Bro, I'm about to cry again. Just think more and more. You say (laughs) CM Punk. The more you say CM Punk, bro, I just want to cry because we we never thought this was gonna happen. Yeah, we never man. thought it was gonna happen. It's, it's crazy, been seven bro. years. It's yeah. been seven freaking years, bro. I'm trying not to cuss because <laughs> hey, hey, it's seven years. But think about that. 
there's a big significance behind the number seven. Think about it. Seven is the number of completion, ladies and gentlemen. Understand, there's a very significant number behind the number seven. So understand, this was all a part of his plan. I bet you this had to be a part of CM Punk's plan. He knew. This man, I, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say he's the, the most religious man on the planet. But still, he had to have known just some kind of way, somehow. Bro, like, bro. He knew this was the right time to come back. Bro. And there it is. You know? Bro. He's back. Bro, bro. The best again. of the world is back. Bro, when I heard this <laughs> again, when I heard this part. Oh, you knew it. You knew it. Yeah. I just listen. I just knew. I just knew. And like, and to go back to your first <laughs> question, bro, it was just like who I could see him with. Darby <laughs> Allen, of course. Uh Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Cody, see him and Cody, see yeah. a more mature Cody in him. A more mature Tangler. Cody. Oh, we forget about Moxley. My John, Mo we can finally get the job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Damn, we can listen, finally. It's <gasps> infinite, bro. It's infinite. There are so many matchups you can you can mix and match right now that it's crazy. Young season, you can throw it all in there, man. And like I said, we haven't even seen Daniel Bryan yet. Wait till we get all of that in the fold, man. Dare I say a Bray Wyatt? Dare I? Say There's so much that you can bring into this fold that AEW's momentum. Is just continually, continually shifting. So, first and foremost, before we even just continue some more on this, I just want to shout out everybody watching us live right now on Facebook. Hey. Shout out to all of my family. Shout out to all y'all, man. Josh Gresh, I see you, my guy. He live in this thing. You know, hey, that's he gonna be security for the night, man. So all y'all trolling out there, he gonna be trolling back with you. You know what I'm saying? That's my boy, man. We was actually make sure y'all check out. Gresh Unleashed, man. Me and him actually did a SummerSlam prediction episode earlier on his show. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and as I mentioned, you know, me and my little bro, I got my other little bro here with me. We gonna get y'all a little bit of uh, some SummerSlam predictions, even though if y'all checked out Gresh's show, y'all already know where I'm coming from with the predictions. Mm -hmm. But we still gonna get Darren's, you know, thoughts and, you know, I'm just gonna kind of tit for tat with my guy over here. But, again, mm -hmm. SummerSlam's completely overshadowed at this point. I'm sorry. It is. It it's is. It's overshadowed. I mean, we still going to watch it in theaters tomorrow night. Shout out to my boy Josh. Shout out to my boy Daryl. Stoney, I see y'all, man. Shout out to y'all. We're going to watch that thing in the theaters tomorrow. But I ain't going to lie. This just just completely just took all that out the way. Just It just it just killed it. So SummerSlam at this point, it can be utter trash tomorrow. <laughs> I can. Okay. I rather watch. Look, I rather watch this man. I rather watch CM Punk Time Tron over SummerSlam. Look, I got him playing in the background. I rather watch this all day. All day. I don't even want to go to work tomorrow. I just want to watch this all day. Just, just, just soaking it in, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. We know. We know what's up, man. The world is. I mean, it just this kind of feeling, man. You when you get these feelings in wrestling, you know. Man, this feels good. It feels. I feel good like now. a kid again. I yeah. feel like a kid again, bro. I feel like the feeling I have right now is the, like the feeling I have. Like I've been watching wrestling since I was one years old. That's why. Yeah. I mean, well, that was my pops told me because he told me the first match he ever made me watch. I was one years old. I can't. I can't remember that. Most people probably remember when they three and up. But he's. Yeah. I watched the uh Sean when Shawn Michaels refereed the Rock and Triple H Judgment Day Iron Man mm. match. Uh huh. But. 
I remember the feeling I'm getting right now is why I remember watching Edge and John Cena in the TLC match in Unforgiven. The feeling mm-hmm. I have with that rivalry is the feeling I'm having now. I'm even having the same feeling I will have when CM Punk came back two weeks after he won the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. Like everything, the feeling I'm having is the feeling that I miss being a wrestling fan. Because I'm not going to lie, the only time I felt like a wrestling fan was either when I was going to the shows or when I was uh, traveling. When mm-hmm. I was watching at home, it would be times where I would fall asleep mm-hmm. or it would be some stuff I was like, yeah, this is com- bathroom break. Yeah. I'm finally getting that feeling again. Uh-huh. Like I'm fucking watching professional wrestling again. And, mm-hmm. and I don't want to take no disrespect towards WWE. But again, that kind of killed my passion. WWE kind of like the past couple years, mm-hmm. it killed it. So even, yeah. but I say this though, if Sim, like I said in general, wrestling in general, it's just not WWE. I try to go out and watch. Oh, excuse me. I tried to go out and watch AW when you first came. Wasn't really feeling it. Mm-hmm. I tried to watch Impact again. Really wasn't. I was feeling it, and then when the pandemic happened, I wasn't feeling it no more because the crowd was gone. Yeah, crowd was in NWA, I didn't like how they was doing the episodes on YouTube where you couldn't really go back and watch them after they drop them. So it was like, ah, you know what I'm saying? But now mm-hmm. I'm getting that feeling I had when I was watching Monday Night Raw faithfully, Friday yeah. Night SmackDown faithfully, when yeah. ECW was around, when ECW, when CM Punk was the ECW champion. I'm getting all these feelings back, bro. All this emotion. I'm getting all that feelings back when I was young where people were like, why the freak are you watching professional wrestling? Like it's yeah. it's all coming back. Those, and those that, I think that's another reason why I'm, I'm really. I think that's what another reason why I was crying too. Cause it's like, okay, one of my favorites is back, and also, damn, I feel like a kid again. I feel like how I was when I was <laughs> ten years old. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Now, special word from our special enforcer, Josh Gresh. Uh, he wanted me to tell you if you ain't seen it in the comments already. He said, "Man, stop crying." Stop crying, man. You know what I mean? Uh, you know he back. Stop crying, man. Oh, uh, yeah, that's my Brody Red. <laughs> my bro- that was my Brody Red, you who see that. I'm green hey, to come hey, in. Hey, you know what I'm hey, 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 I'm sorry. I thought that one boy, Josh Gresh, I thought he was saying. That sounded like something Josh would say, too, you know what I'm saying, on the slit. But now we see him saying yes, yes, yes. So he knows what's up, man. Again, shout out to y'all in the comments, man. Y'all, mm-hmm. hey, make sure y'all sharing this thing. Tell every wrestling friend you know to come on up in this thing and party with us, man. We're here to chop it up because of the best in the world being back in professional yes. wrestling. For He's real, back. for real. Back. So I want to talk about this promo that he cut. I mean, he basically took the entire, most, the majority of the hour, uh, like the quarter of the hour, the first quarter of the hour, which, you know, is basically about darn near 30 minutes, if you will. Uh, hence why everything else afterwards was fairly short. I mean, there wasn't really much... I do feel sorry for the performers after this because it was like, yeah, you know, it was like, what can you do after this? You know? Yeah, they were like, it was like Chicago, you know? Yeah, it was kind of set up. That's why they had to do this. It is AEW. Let's just talk about how smart they were for this. Tony Khan and them. Let's talk about how smart they were for this move. First of all, Mm -hmm. you could just hear the crowd erupt from the start of the intro. Even as the announcers were talking, you could mm-hmm. hear them saying CM Punk from the start, even over their talking. So it was one of those things where you're like, all right, you got to bring this man out because if anybody else outside of CM Punk comes out right now, oh, you oh they can't, can't shit on. Right 
yeah, you can't put him at the end of the show. You gotta kick it off. So they had no choice. And they knew, like, hey, you know what? Put him out. Let him do his thing. This is his city. This is his moment. He's back after seven years. Give you the keys. Run with it, right? Cool. And it was just like, for everybody else afterwards, it was like, I mean, hey, what can you do? We in Chicago, it's not that they didn't care. We saw that the crowd obviously cared for all the other talent. They were right. in everybody's matches as much as they could be. But it's just one of those things where, again, it's CM Punk. So you knew they needed him and wanted him first. So what was your favorite part of the promo that he cut? What was something that stood out most to you in the moment of him cutting out his promo? I think it's some he did it when he didn't have to because this is his life. When he's when he apologized, mm-hmm. I think right there it was like, oh, he he's doing this more than just for himself. He's legit doing it for the fans. Mm-hmm. When he was like, if any of my personal decisions affect any one of you, I apologize. I'm sorry. He said, but I was literally working for a company who almost killed me. When he said that, mm-hmm. that's the first time ever. Because that's another thing I couldn't watch because AEW because they was they always took shots at WWE. Mm-hmm. This the first time ever a shot at WWE made sense. Yeah, it's the first time it ever felt like, yeah, get everything off your chest. You have to. When he said to. that, that was I think that was my favorite part of the promo. And also when he was like, and then when he started talking about his journey. When he left mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, I'm glad he didn't. Only thing he mentioned about WWE when he was talking about his journey, when he said, "I left Ring of Honor for for a land that I knew I wasn't made for," mm-hmm. and then when he said, "In 2005, I left professional wrestling. In 2021, I'm back." It it, it was just perfect, just yeah, perfect. Yep. The smoothest yet most obvious way to disaccompany without actually dissing a company. But at the same time, it made sense with him though. Like when like when Chris Jericho and them do it, it was just like it I know they're not bitter, but it mm-hmm. felt bitter. Mm-hmm. When CM Punk did his podcast, it was like nobody wanted to listen to him when he said he was doing it. But this, I guess, time went by in the in the podcast grew over time. Mm-hmm. His shot, and another thing too, I feel like CM Punk ain't gonna make constant shots like how everybody else does. He ain't gonna make everything obvious. WWE, he gonna focus on now. He gonna focus on AEW and the stories he gonna tell. That's for one. But mm-hmm. his shot just made more sense because listen to his story. He damn near died for the WWE. Broken ribs by Ryback twice, twice in a little less than a year, 2012 and 2013, in the same fucking matches. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two, he had concussion and they still made him wrestle. Yep. Three, have a staff, staff infection and they just gave him Z packs. Like, he could have died and had a big ass knot on his back that which. WWE tried to edit when they post that video trying to support their doctor. When when you watch the original video or watch somebody else when they post it, you see that big old baseball on his back. Mm-hmm. So it, it it was perfect. Get everything off your chest. But what I did love about it more more than the shots, how he was just like, okay, I got that off my chest. 
let me focus more on me and my story I'm about to do. Darby Allen, the way they did that was mm-hmm. so smooth. It didn't feel forced. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I personally, for one, love, uh, as you said, the sincerity uh, to the fans and talking to them one-on-one. I love how he made it known. Like, you think this was just a tip of the iceberg because he made it known. Like, there's a lot to say. Mm-hmm. And I get to do it every Friday, every Wednesday, Wednesday, and four times on Sunday. You know, like letting you know, like, hey, no script. I can no. do this whenever, however. So that's just the tip of the iceberg compared to what we're going to get week to week to week to week. And um, I can't wait. And it's just going to be must see television because you know now you got CM Punk to look forward to. You got John Moxley. You got Chris Jericho. You got your MG, the MJFs. You know what I'm saying? You got your young core. You got your older core. You got your nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? You got it all. God, dog. They probably about to get Ric Flair in a little minute, too. So the thing about it is they're giving you everything in one freaking show. This is the first time ever when I say I'm excited to watch AEW Dynamite this Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah. This is man, first time. Listen, I've been I've been watching it faithfully every Wednesday for the past couple weeks now, and it has really been doing its thing. Like I will say, I think it was last Wednesday's episode, like show was kind of just like a, a miss. Like I feel like whenever Dynamite is not a good show. Mm-hmm. it's because they're purposely setting you up for something either at the pay-per-view mm-hmm. or for their new show Rampage. Mm-hmm. So this past Wednesday was actually a good show. It was a pretty good show. But you knew you were just waiting for Friday because moments like this. Mm-hmm. You knew, okay, that was a cool show. So now, going forth, Dynamite and Rampage will both be something you say, alright, I'm really looking forward to this now. Because I don't know what I'm about to get here. Right. It's going to be crazy. So, man, listen. Just think about CM Punk and MJF for a second in terms of promo war. You know? Like, just down the line. Think of the back and forth between those. I'm not ready for that, DeWine. That is going to be bananas. I'm not ready for that, DeWine. Must be television, man. I'm not ready for that, DeWine. Listen, I'm I'm not ready for that. I'm telling you, listen, Darren, I'm telling you, man, there's a lot to love about this company right now, and I just want to shout out to them for what they're doing. Um, And and, and with that being said, man, I mean, ice cream bars for everybody. Hey, long time storytelling in that one, ladies and gentlemen. 2011, (laughs) he's been wanting some ice cream bars for years. There you go. Oh, well, I, and what I love about it, about that too, even the announcers had ice cream bars. That was that was, it was hilarious dope, right? it to me. That was so hilarious to me. Man, look, she made me want some ice cream. I said, okay, bet we get some ice cream bars. Yeah, some ice cream about. bars. AEW ice cream bars. Yeah, hey, set that trend, ladies and gentlemen. Plugging the merch, man. I love the fact that he straight up went with where he left off. Letting y'all know a summer of punk, even though we're getting close to fall, late August, but still summer of punk. Sit cross Indian style, giving y'all that vintage CM Punk, as a certain announcer would say. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Um, it was exactly what you wanted, what you needed, and it just made Friday one of the best nights. This is a total unforgivable, unforgettable night. It shitted on SummerSlam. It, it totally shitted it, on it, 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 everything. You know, um, all I can say is it's good that this came after SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen, because had this been before SmackDown, I don't think anybody would have cared to watch it at this point. I don't even think so. I, nope. I, I I have to give AEW and I guess even WWE credit for the fact that they decided to go on first. I, ha- I, I still have a feeling that AEW is going to beat WWE in the ratings tonight. I, I I have a huge feeling. I have a huge feeling. It's quite possible because a lot of people, if they knew the way they knew, and even if not, just the moment, that moment, when that music hit, every wrestling fan you know, text, called, some kind of way, group chatted, all their friends and said, yo, put it on TV right now. And I bet right the now. ratings went up either the middle of Punk's promo or right, right, or right after a private party made their interest. It had to be between those, either between the promo or private party. It mm-hmm. had to be in between that. I mm-hmm. know they ratings skyrocket because Bleacher, Bleacher Report got their own wrestling page. They posted, but if the legit Bleacher Report, the legit page is also posting it, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about retweeting it and favoring it. Sh- no, they post their own. I mean, and he was trending. See, I've been trending on Twitter for the past week now. Mm-hmm. So there's no lie that nobody had seen this. And then we had this, like, CM Punk is fucking over. Like, he yeah. is over with us. So, hey, kudos to Ada. Like, and then Stephen Dude, McMahon kudos. just said, Stephen McMahon said in the business called Promote SummerSlam, we can't expect a lot of surprises. Honestly, bro, I can't, I can't see nothing topping this. I can't see nothing topping CM Punk returning. There's, there's nothing, literally nothing that I can think of to top that. If we hadn't already seen Edge come back, it would have been maybe something like that nature. But because he's been back for a while now, there's literally nothing, like literally nothing that can top that moment. As of right um, nothing. I can't even think of anything. The only thing they could probably... It's not gonna top it, but put it up there if WWE does biz like like let New Japan, let somebody like somebody from New Japan appear on SummerSlam. But you know, it'd be a cold day in hell before you see WWE <laughs> work with another another company. It's been years since they did it. Or she yeah. no no or that's the only thing I can see. That's, that's it, the man. only thing I can see, bro. Unless no, nah, it's nothing. There's nothing, man. I mean, um, unfortunately, it is what it is, and it's just that. Maybe, you know, m- maybe if Brock confront, uh, confronts Bobby Lashley if he retains, maybe that it that, won't be up there, but it's gonna be like okay. That, that still wouldn't. It, it's like Brock wishes he could get that type of pop. And he's gotten some pops before. And that, but... and I know what, and that tops his 2012 return pop. That yeah. tops that. And they was, yeah. and that was the night after WrestleMania. 
Yeah. And you know the night after WrestleMania crowd is. So if a Chicago crowd is out doing the night after WrestleMania. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> there's there's yeah, that just that right there. Nah, man. Just, there's nothing in WWE's arsenal they could pull out tomorrow to try to even come close to that. Um so I mean, you know, even Big E winning a championship still wouldn't do one it. top it. You know, like there's there's nothing to top that moment right now. Uh, and unfortunately, it is. Not even John turning heel. Not even Johnson turning heel. <laughs> yeah, man, it's 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 not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But who knows? They've seen this. I'm just wondering the thoughts and the pettiness that will go through their heads come tomorrow. Oh, because we, you know it's coming. You oh, know. Roman so, already did it. Roman already showed, showed it twice this week. For one, for his promo, uh, not his promo, his interview. For one, for his interview, he did tell my house, Sim. First of all, why the fuck is you even thinking about Sim Punk? He just came out. His interview was just fucking random. He was just like, "Yeah, Sim Punk wasn't as over as, or not as good as John or The Rock." What the fuck they got to do with your match with John Cena? You there to talk about your match, your main event, Universal Championship title defense against John Cena? Why the fuck are you discussing CM Punk? Mind you, he probably had been a star anyway. Mind you, CM Punk slick helped you get your star, even though he wanted Chris Hero in your spot. <laughs> he still kind of helped you get over, like in TLC 2013. Not saying, oh, CM Punk is the reason his career, but he helped him get that feel. So, like, it's like, okay, so why the fuck is you caring about CM Punk? What that 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 statement was just random for one. He was trying to make people start watching. Two tonight, his promo with John. He told John Cena, if I beat you, mm. I mean, if you beat me, I'm leaving the WWE. What that sounds like. CM Punk. I'm leaving the, his money in the bank match. I'm leaving no matter what. Two, after he dropped the after they got finished saying they promo, Roman Reigns went for a GTS. That was the most random shit of my life. Like Roman Reigns going for a GTS. That was so random. So they they are already being pitied right there. And to be honest, they kind of help help AEW a little bit. It was like, okay, so they talking about CM Punk. Let's see what's going on on TNT. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I ain't gonna lie. I slick thought WWE was gonna try to extend SmackDown just a little bit. Me too. Me I thought too. they were gonna try that because I know they had to have known, you know, this was coming. And I thought they were gonna try to be petty enough to try to extend the time, but you know, Fox probably wasn't having it. But who knows? You know, like it's one of those things where I thought they were gonna try that just to try to keep those eyes on them for a while but nah man it, it it's a perfect it's a perfect segue you know but, but let's let's just cover you know like i said real quick with, with aw dynamite i mean just as a quick recap so pretty much after the cm punk high that everybody was still riding uh we transitioned to jurassic express going against one of my favorite up-and-coming tag teams in private party um going out and they had you know they 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 did what they did they kept the fire going uh you know the crowd was definitely hot of course for Jurassic Express and you know it was pretty fitting you knew they were going to win anyway the young bucks were 
not necessarily at ringside, right at the top of the ramp, watching the action, trying to see mm-hmm. who their opponents were going to be for All Out. And uh, lo and behold, Jurassic Express win. They beat and defeat Private Party to become number one contenders for the AEW Tag Team Championships. So more than likely, I'm going to go on a limb and assume that when that comes around, we're going to see Jurassic Express be the underdogs to take those titles. Uh, it's going to get a nice pop from the crowd when that happens because, you know, the Young Bucks have just made you just wish and wish and wish. When are they going to lose those titles? Like, ah, uh, you know, so the elites getting their uh, dates due, if you will. But then again, you know, you never know. There's the, they may actually retain it and they may be saving it for another up and coming tag team. Who knows? But after that, you know, we got promos, of course, even beforehand, we got a promo from Christian on. Kenny Omega and saying how he's gonna he's in his head he's gonna take the AEW championship which he's not but you know hey he's got the Impact championship put him over there you go yeah there you go you got the Impact championship Christian you know good for you but you're not winning the AEW title no way but you know um you saw him cut that promo of course and and put over Jurassic Express to which then they went over and that like I said they're challenging the Young Bucks now after that. We had a, what was supposed to be like, I don't know what happened here because this was supposed to be a match where one of my favorite female talents in Kiara Hogan was supposed to be wrestling for a contract, I do believe. Uh, yeah. But Jay Cargill pretty much squashed her. Um, yeah. I was going to call you after that match too. That, I was because. That was that was surprising. I'm not gonna lie. It was yeah. pretty surprising. I didn't expect her to win. But I, thought I get she... it, you know. But mm-hmm. you know, given I thought she was gonna put on more of a, a, a showcase than that. Like, yeah, they they re- but see, but it goes back how to me, you you know what this reminds me of? Mm-hmm. How WAF booked WCW in the evasion era. Mm-hmm. Even even though Booker T got some nice TV time mm-hmm. and he was strong a couple moments, he still got squashed. No reason. It was no reason why for him to, to lose against The Rock, even though they, The Rock was coming back mm-hmm. from just what, recording the Scorpion King. He was just mm-hmm. coming back from there, mm-hmm. but he won WCW title. That's how I feel that how basically how WF looked at WCW and that Shang. That's mm-hmm. how I fucking feel how AEW looks at Impact. There's no reason why that Kenny Omega. It's the only one going on impact, but nobody else is coming on impact. And if they are coming on impact, they getting squashed. The only people came on impact looking strong was Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, and only because they're friends with Kenny Omega. The mm-hmm. They part of the elite. That's the only thing. Anybody else when they came to impact, Rich Swan squash, Moose squash, mm-hmm. uh, Callahan, nice match, but squash. Right. It's no, it's the reason why all these impact people. And okay, no disrespect to Christian because he had history with Impact. So you tell me the three guys I just named from Impact, top mm-hmm. talent, mm-hmm. really carried the company when a lot of people gave up on TNA, especially when they lost Matt Hardy, they mm-hmm. lost John Morrison, mm-hmm. Austin Aries. When everybody left TNA, those guys were carrying. I know it's mm-hmm. Impact wrestling, but still, they yeah. was carrying TNA. I still look yeah. at his TNA. They was guaranteeing that you tell me those three guys couldn't beat Kenny Omega, but Christian can. And how much you want to bet if Christian wasn't on an AEW contract, he was on an mm-hmm. Impact contract, he would still have lost. He would have lost. 
it's it's very weird, dude. Um, I personally do not understand it. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I didn't expect her to win. You know, I like Jade Cargill. I, I like I like what her potential is and setting up. But I also like Kira Hogan. I mean, it was dope to see two black women, beautiful black women, square up. But I just expected a little bit more of a contest, and that mm-hmm. was just kind of. I felt like they did her kind of dirty in that a little bit. Like like you know, I mean, I know they were probably pressed for time. It's an hour show, but you could have gave that just a little bit more length. You know, I don't know, you know, or just, you know, postpone the match. But, I mean, you can't do that either. So, it, it, it was what it was. You know, they advertised it. But I just really hate that that's what it was. I mean, I even saw Jordan Grace just tweet, oh, wow, after that. Like, that's all she could say. I'm glad you know, she hasn't gone awesome. over to AEW. I'm so happy she hasn't gone over there. Well, they – she go if she goes – at some point, you know, she's going to end up there because I, I – much like here, I see her going that direction before WWE. At this point, with the way WWE's been releasing people, I just it's don't see a lot of people really going over there at this point right now. I mean, if they do, they're thinking of the money, if anything. But the way they've Can't been... Can't even let, look at that no more. Yeah, I mean, the way people have been getting let go, I, I just don't see people really just jumping ship to WWE like that when their contract expires with the Ring of Honor or a, you know, and let's not get started on NXT because, shoot, there's no point watching NXT these days now, man. Like, you try to get invested. I love Hit Row. Uh, I do like Hit Row. I love that faction. But, unfortunately, we know that's not going to last on the on the main roster. Oh, hell no. Vince would hell just stereotype no. the mess out of that, right? So They're going to come up with a dumb reason saying one number two, too fat, too short. Look, at, look what they did to Bobby Fish. First of all, y'all broke an undisputed era. Great group. Even though some felt like it was time, it really wasn't because they had things they could have done on the main roster. Mm-hmm. But you released Bobby Fish because he's 44. But you bring back Goldberg. Make it make sense. Eva Marie. Obviously. You bring back Eva Marie. No disrespect. As much I love Edge. Edge. You bring back all these people who's around the same age as Bobby Fish. But that's mm-hmm. your excuse of why you released him. It's because he's old. Like so and I even go back to Braun Strowman. He signed a, a big contract release. Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. release. Like so right now, WWE is like, like you said, some could go for the money, but now what they doing is like, okay, can't I can sign it, this contract, I can release a month later. And you can say it's budget cuts, but y'all keep saying WWE made the most money since this pandemic. Like what? Yeah. It's 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 crazy, my dude. That's why I'm like, you know, I don't know, but you know, with the with the Jordan Grace I, and and anyone going forward, I just see. I mean, again, AEW has the momentum right now. Now I know you're saying, man, they already everybody can't go there. I get that, right? Because right. everybody can't go there. But to the ones that can, there's certain names that Tony Khan is smart enough to know. Like again, with a Bray Wyatt, for example. You don't think he's thinking? Oh, yeah. Oh, as soon as 90 definitely. days is over, we're bringing him here. We need that mind here in AEW. And I, not know. even that. I know Brody Lee's son is asking, can you get my Uncle Bray? Well, he probably called him by his real name. I don't know how to pronounce Bray's real name. But Uncle Bray, can you get Uncle Bray over? He's Oh, he's pretty much so asking, can they sign him? So I'm not going to show. We're going to see Bray. I'm just, I bet we see Bray at 
at Revolution, and they use that AED, AEW Revolution around like what February every year. So, oh yeah, he's gonna beat her. He's gonna yeah. beat her for sure. It's gonna, be some, it's gonna be something to see. And uh, like I said, that's that's another game changer. The moment that happens between him and Brian and Punk, along with everybody else that's already there, it's just going to just turn that company upside down in a, in a mm-hmm. way that wrestling fans should be very excited about going forth. And and that being said, um, yeah, so with AEW, I mean, it main evented with John Moxley, you know, going against Daniel Garcia and, uh, you know, nice showcase for Garcia to kind of show that he's not backing down from a guy of uh, Moxley's tough background. But in the end, Moxley gets the win, as he should, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and basically shows the young fellow, hey, you're good, but you ain't on my level. Therefore, John Moxley for the win, cut a nice promo beforehand. Tell me you're excited with Moxley knowing, yeah, we're getting all these vibes, man. We 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 going forth and we we finna just it's it's just gonna be, oh man, this is the the real Moxley. We're gonna see a real version of him that we didn't see in WWE going against the CM Punk. How crazy is that? Like oh my gosh, you know it's 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 amazing because from the times I did view AEW, mm-hmm. I knew that's the I knew that's the vision he had for his Dean Ambrose character, mm-hmm. and for the promos they did in 2013 when mm-hmm. it was him and Punk, mm-hmm. it was good mm-hmm. scripted. It was good. Now they in a non scripted environment. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be I'm trying to trying to it's gonna be like Stone Cold going against Ryder Piper on the mic to me. Mm. It's gonna it's gonna be amazing in their match. Just the thing that's the more the thing I'm more excited about because you you know you hear Punk and Monster both on podcasts and how they'll come up with dope ideas for their matches and you mm. get shot down. Just imagine the shit they're gonna do in AEW. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the promo. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I hope one day this leads to Renee Young coming because mm-hmm. uh, she got a relationship with both Punk and, uh, of course, everybody knows that's her husband, John Moxley. Right. Uh, um, Punk, good friends. She helped him get on W backstage. I'm hoping this will bring AJ Lee over. I hope. Oh, man. If they bring AJ Lee over, it'd be dope because they can use John Moxley getting Slick used the idea because WWE never did it. Remember, John Moxley was supposed to debut with AJ Lee back in 2012. So that'll be an interesting thing how they can do that and everything. So, but promo wise, that's gonna be fucking amazing, bro. Like, yeah, man, it's 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 oh my gosh, man, just that shit gonna wrestling be fans. Dope. Wrestling fans have broken the internet tonight. Oh, for sure. And they are marking out still through conversation, through fantasy matchups in their head, all of this. I'm going to tell you a match I'm excited for, though. I'm I'm really excited for this Punk and Darby match. And yes. I, yes, I agree. I can't wait to see. They don't have to wrestle, but I'd love to see Punk and Sting interact. Yeah. Should be an interesting thing because we, we – Punk was – basically gone by the time Sting did return or debut in WWE, as we should say. And 
even though WWE messed that up, just imagine that was something yeah. we probably could have seen. But again, they messed that up. They always mess it so much. Even if Punk hadn't walked away, we probably wouldn't have seen that. Uh, you know, in WWE, but look at it now. You know, so yeah, it, there's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, I'm sorry when you say it, WWE. I'm just talking about all the things that WWE just fucked up on, like especially like Alistair Black. Yet another guy. Oh my God, bro! This past <laughs> this past month just shows that WWE dropped the ball on him. This yeah. past, and That's even it. with Buddy Murphy, what he been dropping on his Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. shows, yeah, fucking dropped the ball on him. So it's like Cody it's Rose, you dropped the ball on Cody. Mm-hmm. It's no way like the idea Cody Rose had to have Stardust on Raw and had Cody on SmackDown. That mm-hmm. would have fucking worked. He probably been tired as shit, yep. but it, it, it would have worked. What else they dropped the ball on? They mm-hmm. dropped the ball on Tyson Kidd before he got hurt. Dropped the ball on Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Dropped, the ball, dropped the ball on Punk. Dropped the ball on... On the reason they ain't dropped the ball on Dan Bryan because of CM Punk. Mm-hmm. But they were dropping the ball with him. WWE just drops the fucking ball all the fucking time. Roman was supposed to turn heel a long time ago. Even though he works out now because he's a little bit older, but he supposed to turn heel back then. Mm-hmm. Dropped the ball on Dean Ambrose. No reason why he should have been that goofy character he was. Mm. WWE. It's, it's, yeah. Dropped it's, the ball with NXT in general. Yeah. Like, when they, yeah. well, no, no, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Triple H, you're doing a fucking awesome job with NXT. He dropped the ball when they move up to the main roster. Let me fucking say that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's it's one of those things to to sit here and think about. So I mean, you know, let's it's, it's a happy occasion. We won't get into a depression. Yeah, yeah. Let's period. get it. Yeah, no, let's, let's happy yeah. occasion. Let's not bash. Let's not bash. Let's know. Let's, not bash. Know, let's, let's just let's just go ahead and transition. It's a good way to transition to the WWE side of things. So let's quickly recap. SmackDown. We won't necessarily go match for match. Let's just talk briefly about what stood out to you in watching SmackDown tonight. What was something positive that stood out to you on tonight's show? Positive? On SmackDown? Uh, I guess when ES used the Brood theme song. Yeah, that was that was that was dope because I thought I thought self was about just trolling, and but that was I dope. It Edge promo in general was fucking dope. That, that bloodbath, yeah, that, that bloodbath, dude. That those two moments stood out because he brought. It. I wish he did red like they used to do with the brew, but I I take it, I take it. Yeah, I was surprised they went the black route. I didn't get that either. I was like, why you can't go red? But I get it. I mean, they. Just I, I was. I take it. Yeah, uh, why not? Yeah. I guess Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega and versus Carmella at the end of the show was pretty dope. Um, the Roman Cena promo it was good. It wasn't like last week's, but it was it it was highly entertaining. But besides that, everything else was just like bah. like Natalia and Tamina versus uh uh Blackheart and then nah. it was it it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron Corbin, you know what? I used to, I, I, no disrespect towards him, 
I didn't like Baron Corbin on the main roster. I think this is the first time I'm actually interested in his in his character because I was more of a fan of the Lone Wolf from NXT when we used to count me down. Too. Yeah, but but now it's okay. But like that was probably the, I think that was the only positive moments from SmackDown. I like the Seth Rollins promo with the blood drop with the black uh, paint dropping on him. Edge promo. Bianca Belair just showing motherfuckers that she can ask. She is one of those talents who didn't have to grow in the business to say, I'm fucking talented. Yeah. And um, and Cena and Roman's promo. I think that was, even I was confused at the end, like, why the fuck is she, why the, why the fuck y'all got so many CM Punk references? If anything, that's stopping people <laughs> from watching SmackDown and saying, all right, let me fucking check out TNT real quick. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, I would say, um, it was definitely Edge's promo because, again, he knows how to just again. sell you with the facial expressions, everything. Um, and just that brood. I mean, the moment I heard that music, I was like, yo, wait a minute. Is Gangrel? I was like, no, I, I, thought, I thought Gangrel was, like, was coming out. I was like, I know Christian's not coming out because we know where he is. But is Gangrel about to pop out on you right now? And then you're going to see Edge mm-hmm. pop up on the screen. And he just, like, I thought Gangrel was going to make, like, a cameo and just kind of pull out the little, you know, the little jar, you know, like, just take a look, you know. And then out, Edge put like, on the screen, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then you just get the, you know, like, yeah. you know, I mean, I ain't going to lie, it was corny seeing the fire and the LED board, but I know they don't really just do that like that anymore. So I get it. It right. was what it was. It was what it was. But still, that was a dope moment. It was very nostalgic indeed. It was cool to see. Um, this is the feud I'm most excited for going into SummerSlam, honestly. Like, yeah, I think that's the only one. one. This is the main one at this point that to me has felt like a real buildup. It's, yeah. t- it's the only feud that's really told a story that's mm-hmm. leading to a buildup. It actually makes you care for this match. Uh, yeah, so- everything gets. Everything gets just it. Everything gets just feel like it's SummerSlam is really a rematch. Yeah, Think about it. There, Roman versus Cena, no mercy rematch. Bianca and Sasha, WrestleMania rematch, and, and it's a rumor going around it might not gonna even happen because they're not putting out there. Maybe Sasha got COVID. Maybe who knows? We didn't see I'm her not- tonight. So, you know, I'm not fucking interested in Goldberg. I haven't been interested in Goldberg since his match with Brock in 2016. I didn't like the fact how he killed Kevin Owens' universal title run and how he damn near killed The Undertaker in 2019. I'm not interested in that. I'm not. Killed the fiend. Don't forget. Yeah, and and killed that. Know it. That's the moment I said, "Okay, fuck Goldberg." (laughs) Especially when I read. Especially when I read why he. Ask Vince, can he go over? Talking about the kids need to see a superhero overcome the fiend. Get your old ass back. And uh, <laughs> not fucking interested in Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. That match just feel like it's that feel like a filler man. I, I feel like Drew McIntyre's push was pushed at the wrong time. Like this pandemic really killed it. It, yeah. it really it really, if the pandemic never happened, it would have been perfect. But the pandemic really killed his push. So I'm not interested in a Drew and Jinder match over a fucking sword. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, I guess, I guess, because I'm a real Ripley fan, I guess the triple threat match is interesting. But I don't want to see fucking Charlotte Flair get her 20 
championship brain. Um, I'm not so sure she's actually going to win that title, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that in the prediction. But like, but but in it, but the SummerSlam just it don't feel like SummerSlam. You know what? No, the last, no, the last SummerSlam actually felt like a SummerSlam to me. Oh, excuse me. Pop, it's between 2019 or 2013. Hmm. The 2013 card, just think about it. CM, I mean, CM Punk versus Brock. Dan Bryan versus John for the WWE Championship. Uh, Rob Van Dam. No. Was it Rob Van Dam or Christian? No. It was one of them against Alberto, Alberto Del Rio for the World Title. Like, that whole SummerSlam felt like a SummerSlam. 2019 felt like a SummerSlam. We've seen ESU do the Spirit again for the first time since 2011. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Brock. You know, just the whole Canadian crowd. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, like last year, Thunder Dome, uh, SummerSlam didn't feel good. 2018, 2018 felt it, that SummerSlam actually forgettable. Forgettable. I don't remember. Only match I remember from the 2018 SummerSlam is Bray and Finn. I mean, Bray and Finn. Uh, Bray and uh, uh, yeah, Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah. Just, the, just the debut of the Finn. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the only thing I. That's the only thing I really fucking remember. Yeah, like that's it. I hate to bring this up, but I think SummerSlam I really remember as of recent memory. (laughs) I do believe this was a SummerSlam. If if I'm wrong, correct me. But okay, I believe it was the invention of your boy, as he said, creating Suplex City, getting suplexed left and right. Yeah, 2014. That was 2014. That, that, that's that's a SummerSlam I remember because it's just how surprised yeah. people were that he got squashed, basically. Yeah, because he does because he got Brock coming off from being defeating the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the the hype of Rollins and Ambrose because they had a lumberjack match. I think mm-hmm. it was for the Money in the Bank briefcase, if I'm not mistaken. You got Randy and Roman. Brock and Cena, so yeah, I, yeah, that probably was the last, maybe 2015 also, because you had Brock versus Undertaker, Seth Rollins versus John Cena for the WWE in United States title, uh, the New Day as as fucking amazing heels at that time, so maybe 14, 15 might have been the last good SummerSlam. Oh no, man! I agree, man. It's it's weird. Well, me, I'm still trying to understand why this is even on a Saturday right now. Because uh, because of Manny Pacquiao, because his his fight is on a Sunday. It's just it's just weird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just find that funny because I'm like, but you're putting NXT on Sunday, so you would rather NXT get buried because of a Pacquiao fight. Mm-hmm. Over SummerSlam, and another thing too, they got but both Pacquiao, the both the Pacquiao fight in SummerSlam is in the same arena. So just think about the pressure if they did did the Pacquiao fight on Saturday. You know, boxing the shit don't mm-hmm. go off to like one o'clock in the morning anyway. Mm-hmm. So that means the crew would have to hurry up, take their shit down. Then the WWE crew got to come in, put the shit up. So I guess it kind of makes sense for staging purposes but i understand where you coming from it's like it feels weird it just it just yeah. feels weird you know i've never seen especially for a big four pay-per-view you know i've never 
thought I'd see a big four pay per view on a Saturday as opposed to a Sunday. Well, it's look just, what they about. Look what they about to do for the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble might, most likely might be on a Saturday because of college football. Yeah, they, they talking about pushing it back to February. See, and that's why it's like one of those things where they're all over the place, man. They they are all over the place with some of this WWE stuff. He just need a they're, great... I hope this CM Punk debut make them say, you know what, we need a change. I don't mean what they did in 2018 when Vince, Shane, Stephanie, Triple H came out and said, you make the matches and then nobody get a rematch for the title and they went back and did the same shit in 2019, like literally three months later. I ain't talking about that type of refresh. And re- no, they need a legit refresh. When they lie. They need, they need a great refresh. Give Triple H a chance. Like, you can say whatever the fuck you want about Triple H. He... Very talent over the years, you gave it But look, look how NXT was before. Because we come on now, you're not gonna tell me Vince got a say in NXT uh-huh. since they moved to the USA Network. You're not gonna fucking tell me Vince don't have no say in it. Look at NXT from 2012 all the way, I say, the summer of 2018 after, after NXT Chicago. Look at that, just look at that NXT. It shows that Triple H can book a fucking show. So Vince need to give Triple H a chance. If you don't want to give Triple H a chance, look at Paul Heyman. Look what the fuck he did in 2019 when he was executive director of Monday Night Raw. That first Monday Night Raw was of him taking over was fucking dope. When yeah. when Bobby Lashley and Braun had their brawl and went through yeah. the fucking Minitron. Come on, like give him yes, a chance. Do you need a change? And and when Vince do be making a change, he go back to his old fucking ways. Like two weeks later, bro. Like no, this shit is dumb. Like fix the way you think. Like and I don't want to shit on WWE. I don't want to be that guy who move on AEW and shit on WWE because everybody admit WWE was the first place we ever got a taste of professional wrestling. We just we're not asking events to go back to the attitude era. We're not asking events to go back to the ruthless aggression era, which that was the fucking prime WWE. We just asking for better storytelling, give your talent a chance. And this is why talent is leaving WWE and signing with AEW. And look at Alistair Black. Look at the fuck he just Andrade. Andrade. Andrade, bro. Look at Rusev. It's no way. Look at him. Like, and not only that, look, let's go back to Alistair Black real quick. He took a WWE storyline that people shit on. People shit it on that, uh, that taking out the ass storyline. And he made this shit fucking magic in AEW with just with just with fucking paint in the contact with storytelling. And look how he he throwing in Buddy Murphy just with the teaser. That's all we just ask. If you're gonna do the goofy shit with the eyeball, make it make fucking sense. Make it work. Make it, don't have Rey Mysterio eye come out and he wearing an eye patch for a month and a month later, the patch gone and you don't fucking talk about it no more. That don't fucking make sense. Do something. Do something to show us that you are still the WWE. You are the company that helped put Rock over, Cena over. This is the company we fell in love. This is the company where you got us saying, suck it. This is the company you got us to say, if you can smell WWE, you was a big part of our childhood. And you always saying WWE gonna live on forever. I don't fucking see that. 
I don't. I see WWE is giving me 2000 WCW vibes right now. Let AEW know what you know what's gonna kill that's WWE. True. That's compelling television compared to what we get now. So that's actually, right. <laughs> that's actually an insult. You know what? And you know what's gonna kill WWE? Let AEW get more TV deals. Let them get some sponsorships with people who are not gonna try to take over like how WWE sponsorships are doing. And just let them keep on getting amazing talent and let them do, now I'm not just saying do well, but like Hulk Hogan was, but give them an opportunity. Oh, excuse me, you guys. Give them an opportunity to go out there. The more AEW does that and they get these things, I think this is going to be the end. Tony Khan is a fucking billionaire because of his dad. If he wants to, Nick Khan, the president of the WWE, I already said that he's open for business for a deal. Let the let the let the Ravens keep going the way they're going. Let them keep losing talent the way they're going. You don't think w, uh, AEW gonna make a fucking offer, bro? We gonna find we gonna see the WWE do a fucking invasion in AEW and they gonna get treated just like WCW. And you know what? I, I'm a hated for certain talent, but I'm gonna say, sir, if you fucking right, it's gonna feel good seeing Vince McMahon be the Eric Bischoff of the WWE coming out as the general manager. He can't control shit. So the best thing right now for WWE to do is sit down, have a meeting, get stop letting these sponsors get in your ear, stop being senile, Vince McMahon, and listen to the fucking fans. This is why all the fans love fucking AEW. I and I think now me becoming an AEW fan, I think I didn't become a fan because I was such, I was blinded by WWE for a minute, and also AEW just like WWE had a toxic fan base. But now actually taking this shit away and watching it, it's like, this is competition. And business didn't stop being seen now and pretending that they're not competition because they are competition. To be honest, TNA was state competition before Hulk Hogan came over. The only name to kill AEW is Hulk Hogan, and they already said they're not doing business with him. So AEW is going to be the new WWE. And you know what? I'm not ashamed to say it. That's, yeah. I, I, I know I kind of went off track. My apologies. But it just... It just hurt me the it just hurt me the growth years as a WWE fan and finally for me to get the passion for it back and the and the screams and the tears of a wrestling fan from another company, it kind of hurts a little bit. It was like mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be doing this with you, WWE. This is the same company that made me fall in love with wrestling wrestling. This is the same company that gave me Edge versus John Cena TLC. This gave me the elimination champion. Everything I felt during the CM Punk return is what I supposed to felt in the w- in WWE. It, it hurts, but guess what? This gonna take maybe gonna this CM Punk debut gonna show them. All right, we're gonna lose a lot of fucking fans because of this. They can pretend CM Punk is not a draw. They can pretend all of this. All right, cool, you can do that. But y'all knew Dan Bryan was y'all biggest draw, and he just signed with the company. Maybe no, that's a rumor. Like how it was with CM Punk. If he show it all out, what WWE gonna say then? What, why are they going to counter that? There's nothing. Even John turned a heel. That's five years too late. Maybe mm-hmm. 10 years too late. Brock versus Bobby, 10 years too late. Finn Balor become the universal champion. Too late. He supposed to do that when he came back off his injury. It's, it's nothing they can do. It's nothing they can do, man. And Oh, well, unfortunately for what we're about to see and what's about to happen. So, Real quick, man, uh, we're just going to go over this SummerSlam card. Uh, mm-hmm. And you just tell me, 
if you care enough, <laughs> who you think is going to take the dub here. So let's start with least important. Shout out again to my boy Gresham Unleashed. Again, I'm going to mm-hmm. let Darren more so take the reins. I'll give you guys, uh, to those of you who didn't probably check out the episode with me and Gresham, Gresham Unleashed, I'll give you my opinion but uh, on, on, on outcomes. But I want to make this about my brother Darren as he's here as my guest on this evening. So real quick, here we go. Um, let's just start with this. Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. I'm not... I don't care. I I don't care. I get it. I get it. I I, I don't care who wins that match. I, I, like like bro, literally, I don't give a damn who wins that match. I'm not I'm not fucking interested. I'm not. I I hate how they gave the gimmick to Bray Wyatt. I mean, they gave Bray Wyatt a gimmick to Alexa. It, it was working at first, then the whole the whole switch at WrestleMania. I. I I don't fucking care. And I yep. never did care for Eva Marie when she was back with Total Divas. I don't give a damn. I hope the fans shit on this match because they in Las Vegas. I know a lot of fans all over the world coming out there. They will. Uh, so. it's, it's a matter of time. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. It's not, it's yeah. Don't need, need to worry. How about Finn Balor, a guy that you're very uh, fond of, against bum-ass Baron Corbin? I don't care. He should have been added to the triple threat match with, and I'm a fan fan. He should have been added to the triple threat match. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess since I'm a fan fan, I'm gonna go with Finn. But I doesn't care. Gotcha. I feel you, man. I feel you. That's why I'm I'm gradually building you to this. You know, I'm just going from least important to more. I want Finn, but so. I want Finn to win, but I don't care. <laughs> All right. So let's go with the championship match here and let's talk about the raw tag team championships. We have AJ Styles and almost against RK Bro. Uh uh uh. I'm interested in the match because I'm a huge AJ Styles fans and uh I said fans like it's multiple of me, <laughs> but I'm an AJ Styles fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a uh, I, 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 I'm I'm still confused on his character. I feel like he's just a big tall security guy for AJ Styles. You know, RK RK bro. Uh, I like you. You don't rock with RK bro, bro. I, I like, I like it. it's it's entertaining, like but but I. It's, it's Matt Riddle is actually one of the bright stars that they're actually getting right a little bit. Yeah, right. Like, I know, dude, no disrespect, but it's it's predictable. We know Randy's gonna Randy's gonna turn on him. You know, Randy it's, don't stay a face long. He doesn't, but they just need to tone down his uh, his goofy a little bit. Yeah, that's all. Uh, let him be serious with Randy sometimes. But uh, I can say RK RK bro winning that one. Uh, but I think AJ Styles is gonna win. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be some goofy, gonna happen. Gonna let AJ to win. So personally, I want RK Bro to win, but I, I'm gonna give that dude to AJ Styles. See, that's interesting because uh, I actually went the other way, and I actually said this is where RK Bro actually wins the championships. I can see um, it to eventually set up their breakup when they lose the titles. But I see them actually winning the titles here, and I see AJ and almost going their separate because AJ needs to get back in the main event picture. For sure. He's desperately needed right now in this title picture. 
Yeah. And Bobby, Bobby don't have nobody. He has nobody. And at this point, AJ's as uh me and Gresh were talking about on Gresh Unleashed earlier, he's been a heel long enough. It's time to go ahead and make him a baby face. The crowd Almost already definitely. cheers for him as it is. They already yeah. cheer for him even as as a as a heel. So mm-hmm. go ahead, turn him baby face, put him up against Lashley. Perfect underdog scenario. And it's believable for a guy like AJ Styles to beat a guy like Bobby Lashley in a sense, if you want to go that route. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I mm-hmm. personally, for one, got RK Bro retaining these titles. Who they lose those titles to for Orton to turn on him, who New knows? Day. New Day. That makes sense because they're trying to uh, warn Matt Riddle about Randy. So, New Day. That's the only tag team. Shit, they, they tag team division small anyway, but that's that's how, if you want to go storytelling-wise, New Day. You, you don't you don't you don't you don't think uh gender mahal's little goon minions hell no <laughs> hell no you they getting demolished by drew mcintyre and handicap matches <laughs> hell no oh man hell no i was just throwing hey, it out there hey, hey, hell to the mall just 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 throwing it out there that's all no no maybe since they since they about to go to crown or crown jewel supposedly in you know in October, maybe uh, Mustafa Ali and Masoon, maybe them. Hmm, you know, maybe. just to make so they can get their blood money, as uh, Dan Bryan and John Cena calls it, so they can get their blood money from the prince. So maybe, but that's the only. I, I really hope it's just a new day, yeah. or they just be, or they just bring a fucking tag team up. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, if you're gonna create tag teams, stop breaking them up. A fucking month later, because yeah. the hurt business have no reason to fucking break up. You yeah. know that yeah. didn't make no sense. None. And then, then you got Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. You, th- I'm think you finna do a whole program with them. That shit ends three weeks later. You put Cedric Alexander with Jeff Hardy. Had Jeff Hardy beat him, and then they off TV. Then you bring them back on TV like they buddy buddies after Cedric Alexander beat the hell out of him multiple times, and get their ass whooped by Bobby Lashley again. So like, move on, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on. Uh, yet another match. I know you said you don't care for, but I'm just gonna ask you who you see winning this. I'm pretty sure I know your answer on this one. But Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre. Don't give a damn. <laughs> uh, I think, but uh, uh, maybe Drew. No, yeah, I get that. I get that dub to Drew. I get that dub to Drew because I feel like I feel like they're trying to get Drew out of the title picture mm-hmm. uh, for now because Goldberg back. So I think I personally believe Drew McIntyre is gonna win, mm-hmm. and then he's gonna get back in the rivalry with Bobby Lash. Mm. I can't. See, I don't know why I can see Jinder Mahal win is with his goons, mm-hmm. but that's gonna be. But they're banned from ringside, so they can't. Are they banned from ringside? See, I didn't even know that. So yeah, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So unless unless General Mahal just bring back the Great Khali and the motherfucker just disappeared on the face of the earth again, uh, oh, yeah, that was fucking terrible. I was like, uh-huh. so y'all bring him back, but and then he raised the title up, thinking he was the champion. But anyway, uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre getting it up. I feel like this is gonna be his way to come back into the title picture after this. Okay. Okay. Well, speaking of title picture, let's go into another title match uh, off of this card. 
Let's talk about a mid-card championship in the United States Championship. We have Sheamus going one-on-one with Damian Priest for the United mm-hmm. States Championship. How do you see this uh, outcome going? I go with Damian Priest. The reason I go with him, I seen this post on Facebook, and I agree. I feel like the Intercontinental title and United States title always work better on somebody young and up-and-coming mm-hmm. versus a seasoned person on who's been on the main roster because – it gets stale at one point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, but it depends on the person. Like Seamus, no disrespect to Seamus, it's, it's kind of stale on him. For example, what I mean by that, for example, let's look at this. When MVP won the uh, United States title from Chris Benoit, when Chris Benoit had it, yeah, it was cool to see Chris Benoit, but it was kind of stale. When MVP had it, it was fucking entertaining because he was an up-and-coming guy. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Santino Morella, not the best fuck. Well, he can't really wrestle when you seen his indie shit when he was in OBW and everything. But main roster wise, trash, yeah. But you Mago, long live, no, no disrespect to him. It got stale at the point because he was just carrying that title just for the Bob, uh, Bobby's storyline events. Mm-hmm. It was cool, but when Santino run, it was amazing. I think the Intercontinental title only worked for like some season guys like Jeff, you know, Miz, Chris, stuff like that, Ray. But it felt, always felt more. You know how they say the Intercontinental title help you go to the WWE Championship, United States title help you get to the World Championship? It felt better on younger stars. It's the workhorse title. Yeah. So I feel like Damon Priest, he's, you know, I know he had his back injury. Well, rumored back injury, even though WWE say he didn't, but he looked like he was hurt after Mania. Mm -hmm. He's one of those NXT guys who came up who's still hot. People mm-hmm. still love him. I remember I, uh, I've been a fan of Damian Priest since he used to train at the Monster Factory because I used to try to train there when I first got into wrestling when he was at Punishment Martinez. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I think he'll carry that title nicely. It'll be dope. I'd love to see him. I know this if he win, I don't want to see no rematch. So let's say, well, for record, Sheamus has actually been killing it. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah match wise, he's been killing it with just about everybody he's wrestled so there's that but I do see your point and I do agree with you I do have it to where I think for sure I do see Damian Priest taking this um, and we'll see where his feuds go from there but I do trust him to make lemons out of lemonade or lemonade yeah. out of lemons you know like he's, he's, gonna, he's gonna do and work with what he's got uh, mm-hmm. So let's move on and let's okay. talk about the other tag team championships. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the Usos going against the Mysterios for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I go with Usos. I go with the Usos. For one, these are my two reasons why. Mm-hmm. They just beat they just beat the Mysterios for the Bills. And also, just like they, they, you know they want to keep Roman looking strong, so whoever working with Roman, they're gonna want everybody involved still looking strong. And plus, it's it's too soon to take the belt off. But not saying it's not the first time WWE had put the belt on somebody and they dropped it like two weeks later. Zach Ryder dropped the belt twenty four hours later. So, I yeah, I go with the Usos for that, and because it makes sense though. Like we know good damn well, even though I'm a huge Cena fan. No matter, I save that for later. But we know good damn well we're not going to let the Usos lose the title. If it does, that'd be a great story how Roman would shoot them out. But I just, I, hell, hell no. Yeah. Too early, right? Too soon. Way too soon. Um, 
I'm going the same way. I, I got the Usos retaining here. Um, and on top of that, I have Dominique Mysterio turning on Rey Mysterio after Ooh. their loss. You know what? I p- pictured it tonight when uh, that promo before Ray's match with Jay. Mm-hmm. I seen it. I feel that it'd be perfect because I know it was it's rumored perfect. that that Ray and Dominic before the pandemic have it was been Dominic turning on Ray and have a match at WrestleMania. That was mm-hmm. the little rumor going around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that'll be dope. Isn't you know that'd be a great story in that if they hey if they do go their route, Dominic could bring up the Eddie Guerrero story. He could if. The WWE allows them to do that because you know how they do. They don't. Yeah, and act like the things don't exist. You know, they act yeah. like things don't exist. But I'm shocked. I'm shocked that they brought up the Edge situation for 2014. I was shocked when they brought that up. I'm not that shocked. I mean, it was expected. Um, I think it was more so Edge's creative mind doing that. But you know, me and Gresh agree with that. That that's more Edge probably telling yeah, versus WWE. That, but hey, yeah. but. We'll see, you know. So let's move on and let's talk about another championship match. Uh, a match that you kind of mentioned earlier, the triple threat Raw Women's Championship match. I do not want to see Charlotte Flair get her 25th championship ring. I don't want to see her go 5-0 and at SummerSlam because she's 4-0 and at the moment. I don't want to hear a boring-ass, lame-ass, I'm the woman... I'm the face of the women's division, and then we hear Becky Lynch come out, and it's gonna be a predictable moment. Mm-hmm. And oh no, please let if please let Rhea Ripley win, or just I'm going Rhea Ripley because I'm a fan of Rhea Ripley, and I feel like she getting the short end of the stick of this mm-hmm. rivalry because besides this past Monday of her having a match with uh, my that's still Nikki Cross to me, bump Nikki as a superhero, Nikki Cross. <laughs> but, but besides that, she really been hadn't been really talked about much in this round of herself and only been Charlotte and Nikki. So I'm raving her. Hopefully Nikki take the pin. But I swear to God, I'm telling you right now, if Charlotte Flair wins, you can clip this, everybody. Mm-hmm. If Charlotte Flair wins, I'm not watching Monday Night Raw no more. And I said that I'm one of the guys who legit stands on it because I hadn't watched Monday Night Raw in three months at one point. I'm not watching Monday Night Raw no more because, no. And no, hell no, but I'm going real Ripley. I'm going real Ripley. Okay, and so, Dwayne, you know how I feel about real Ripley because, like, how I cried for CM Punk. You remember, I cried when she won the women's championship. You know what? I, I still, I don't even think I fully answered this on, on, on Gresh's podcast, but it's, it's one of those things where. <sighs> Man, I don't it's, know. It's like whoever, really. I, I feel like the Raw Women's I mean, Championship, had, it, had, it hadn't been important. The Raw Women's Championship haven't felt important since 2016 when her, when Charlotte and Sasha was going. I think what killed the Women's Championship, like like being relevant, when Sasha won the belt on Raw and lost it at SummerSlam three weeks later. I think that would kill the Raw Women's Championship. Bailey slowly, you know, Made it feel relevant again. And no way, no disrespect. Alexa Bliss, too. You know, you can say what you want about her in-ring skills. But she made the title feel important. 
No, maybe no, no it, no it. After thinking about maybe Ronda Rousey, after that, Becky Lynch, even though she was she was the man and won both titles, but it was like. I don't know, man. It's it's it needs an injection, uh, really bad. Need some, and, um, and, 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 I, well, and I hate that they feel like Charlotte Flair is the answer for every women's championship program. There's no way, there's no reason why Charlotte should always be on SmackDown and win the women's championship. No reason why she, there was no fucking reason for her to win last year at WrestleMania for the NXT title. No, it wasn't. But that. That's what really killed you, girl. But Fuck I mean, you, WWE. It, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. With, with Charlotte, I mean, I don't know what kind of backstage graces she's in right now. You know. Oh, you know they're going to do anything uh, anything so, she want now since I'm dropped. Her boyfriend said, no, that's her fiance now. Her fiance is over AEW. Her dad about to do something in NWA. Most likely he's going to sign with AEW. So they're going to do everything they fucking ability to keep her. So if she was like, I don't want to lose or I'm leaving, they gonna fucking do it. They gonna do it. I I, I like even though I don't like Charlotte, she's a fucking draw. You can admit that. She's a fucking draw. Mostly because of her last name, but she's a fucking draw. So we'll see how it plays out, man. She's uh yeah, it's it's I don't know. I guess by default, I'm just gonna say Nikki retains in some type of uh Hero like fashion. There we go. And we'll just we'll just move on from there. I'm just it is what it is. This some slams called shit. <laughs> I'd rather literally go go take a shit, squeeze it in my hand and play with it more than I want to watch SummerSlam. And that's um, a bad thing to say for there to be a big pay-per-view. I'm more excited for Survivor series than so, this. All right, so Possibly more than likely the show stealer of the night. We have Edge versus Seth Rollins. Who uh, do you have taking this one? I don't know. This one, this one's hard for me because the reasons why. There's two reasons why. Why this is hard for me. I can't see WWE letting Edge have three losses back to back. No WrestleMania. Well, yeah, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, even though Money in the Bank was like a screw job type thing with no self-interference. Mm-hmm. And I can't see him go losing at SummerSlam. But at the same time, knowing Edge want to tell the story, I can understand why they put they he wants to put Seth Rollins over. So I'm in between. But if I had to go with just following the story and everything Seth been doing, if I ain't had to be a smart, a, a, a smart mark, I'll go with Edge just for the for the payback reference for okay. When I wasn't clear to Rousey, you damn near paralyzed me. You're bringing up my family and all this shit. I'll go Edge. Mm-hmm. But if I had to go with, you know, being a fan of this business and reading behind the scenes, especially actually being in the business myself, mm-hmm. I'll go Seth because it makes more sense of him going over. But this is the thing. If Seth go over, what is it going to do for him? So I'm, I'm saying neutral for this prediction. Oh, man, I'm going, uh, I'm just as torn as you with this one, but I'm going to go with Edge off of the revenge factor. As I mentioned Mm -hmm. on Gresh earlier, I I literally feel like my heart is saying Edge is going to win this off the revenge angle of things. Mm -hmm. 
but Seth needs the win uh, mm-hmm. because it'll catapult him some more. Um, it does catapult him. I like this new version of Seth. He's growing on me again. You know, he lost steam with me for a long time, but now this this psychotic yet cool version of him yeah. is uh, Joker vibes. Yeah, Joker vibes, right? It, it, it works for him, and I like it. So I am going to go with Edge, but I'm hoping Seth gets the win. So, uh, I'm going with Edge is my official prediction. Uh, to get his uh, his win back, his revenge on Seth from get his lick back. Having twenty, yeah, from that twenty fourteen situation, and yep. of course, Money in the Bank, obviously being screwed yep. up. Um, so let's go to the other women's championship match, and let's talk about the SmackDown Women's Championship: Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Two. I go with Bianca. The reason reason I go with Bianca because she's one of the women's the women's she's one of the women in the women's division that's not stale right now. She's still hot. She still she still got momentum behind her. No disrespect for Sasha, but this win does nothing for Sasha. It does nothing. Sasha did everything. Yes, granted, she did have short title reigns and everything, but she did everything already in the division to me. She won the women's title. She won the women's tag team title. She won the Raw women's title. She won the NXT title. She did everything to me already. I feel like she's getting to that stage now. She's getting to that Bailey stage now. Now where she can just, she can, no matter what, she can have a steal the show match. So, mm-hmm. but Bianca is different. Bianca's still that hot baby face. Like, you know how some characters, like Drew McIntyre, you know at some point people start turning on him during his title reign. Mm-hmm. I think people turn start turning on him around like around SummerSlam. Around that point, I ain't seen unless you seen some. I ain't seen nobody speak down on Bianca. I think what people love about Bianca is she's not being forceful. She's being humble, even though she is, though they is promoting her a lot. It's not. It's not like she getting shoved down our throats like how they were doing Drew McIntyre. Even though there are two different titles, but still though the women's championship is still like a world title. It's not. She's not getting shoved down our throats. Uh, they're not doing too much of her character, even though I feel like the champion, the, the contract signing, they try to make her sound a little too hood. Like they try to make her say, girl, bye. Um, all this shit was, it was a little extra. But right now she's on such a run that a lot of people who came up to business like her got shitted on for it. Look at Roman. He got shitted on for a long time. For not having any experience in the biz. He might have had experience just listening and growing up around it because of his family, but he wasn't in the Indies and stuff, just like Bianca Belair. Bianca admitted, she said she didn't really watch wrestling like that when she started training in NXT. So mm-hmm. everything about her, it's feel natural. So I, that's why I go with Bianca. I feel like this win gonna be like surf, uh like show everybody, okay, Bianca is a it's a superstar. She's doing everything she can to put the women's division on the map. And to be honest, to me, her work ethic is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with her. Like again, I love Sasha. I'm, I, bro, I got a poster as well, more like a picture of Sasha. Uh, I got in my closet that I, I got a lot of wrestling pictures. I, I ain't got a chance to put on my wall just yet. I love Sasha. I'm a huge Sasha fan. Like that boss, when she first debuted the boss character in NXT, Awesome. 
But I just personally feel like this win would do nothing for her. Same like like I just said for Charlotte, that win does does nothing for her. They did everything already. I see where they, where you go with that one. Um, me on the other hand, I'm actually going with Sasha for the win on this one. Okay. Um, one because Bianca literally has no one. She beat she's beaten Bailey multiple times. Bailey is hurt. Can't face Bailey right now, even if you wanted to do another match with that, because she's out for a while. Okay. Zelina Vega, Carmella, they're lackeys. She just beat the both of them in the same night to show right. that. She has no one to face. Okay. How will you so, feel? Sasha okay. winning, you have uh-huh. Liv Morgan, you have Tony Storm. Okay. You have Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, if they ever eventually split them up. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You got you got some So you feel like So you feel like it's because since Sasha is a heel right now, it's more faces that she could go against versus Bianca going against heels. Yes, because right now there's not enough credible heels for Bianca to face. So how and about I even can go on an argument to say that when Bailey comes back, mm-hmm. she will likely be a face with a heel like still in her heel like persona, but she'll be a face version of that. Okay, so my next so, question is you don't feel like WWE knowing them, they'll fuck it up and turn somebody heel. You can you don't see her going against like the names you just named, like Bianca versus Tony, Bianca versus Blackheart versus Knox versus those different women, or maybe. You know, they say Tamina and uh, Natalia, because I don't think they ever announced they were going to fight at SummerSlam. So I know they just said that was a championship contender match tonight. So they say they do face them like on SmackDown or they throw on a SummerSlam pre-show and they lose the title. You don't see Tamina going against Bianca. You don't see Natalia going against Bianca. Nah, I mean, those women are not credible enough at this point. They're, they're, solid workers in terms of veteranship and putting women up, but they're not anywhere near a Bianca level. Okay. Natalia can oh. wrestle her, her butt off. She can't, but we all know she's just stale in terms of us. Not, do you really want to see a feud with Natalia and Bianca? Yeah. Well, match wise. Yeah. But promos like, you know, promos is everything for a match. So no, cause Natalia, I ain't heard, I literally didn't hear one good promo by Natalia. Okay. How about this? Cause I know Roman spoke on it. What, what if Naomi comes back, turns heel, and joins the bloodline? Now, if 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 that happens, that's the only other person that Bianca could face, and that could lead us to more opportunities. However, if that's the case, Naomi has to go over. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Because you can't be with the family and not go over. Lose. So, yeah. and, this, and they can throw be, in the street profits. That's yeah, they can they can throw them up against the Usos, but I mean, again, we'll see, we'll see. Now Naomi is an X factor here because she's a baby face technically, but we haven't seen her in television since she's gotten moved to SmackDown yet. So, mm-hmm. very much since so. the Lana situation. So yeah, she could show up. Be a heel, be with the family, and things change. 
Uh, if Bianca retains, then that tells me Naomi is probably going to be her next opponent and end up taking the title from her. If Bianca loses to Sasha, mm-hmm. then more than likely Sasha is going to be the top heel with the title that mm-hmm. the baby faces are going to chase. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to lead to Bailey taking the title from her. Mm. Okay. I say Because at that point, with as long as Bailey is out, by the time she comes back, it'll be about time for Sasha to drop that title. And there's no better person than your former best friend. There's history there. And it could probably be the Brooklyn NXT version that you want. You know? And their mature version, because they're both mature now. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's just my thought. I am going with Sasha uh, for this one, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out, man. We'll see. Uh, so, uh, I hate to do this to you, brother, but we got the WWE Championship match. Bobby, almighty Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. How do you see this turning out? Hopefully, Bobby. I pray to God that Bobby wins. Mm-hmm. I pray to God Bobby wins. Cause Brock wins. I mean, if uh, if Goldberg wins, I'm told I'm fucking done. I'm just fucking <laughs> done, bro. I'm I'm like that's my promise. I'm fucking done with the WWE. Mm-hmm. That's Bobby, that's it. Bobby. Hopefully, Bobby. Please, Lord, please let it be Bobby. I can feel that. I can feel that. Um, I'm going with Bobby to win this in the way that he beat Kofi. Okay. I'm I'm going for Bobby to look strong. He's going to take a spear. He's going to take a jackhammer, of course. But it won't fare. And he's just going to dominate and showcase his ability. You know, I feel like he's going to showcase why he's the almighty, if you will. Um, But we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. So uh, looking at this card here, that's about everything with the exception of the obvious main event of this entire pay-per-view, which is more than likely going to be John Cena going one-on-one with the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns mm-hmm. for the WWE Universal Championship. So, mm-hmm. I'm going with I'm going with Roman and I'm a diehard Cena fan. It makes sense. Cena's got to go shoot a movie. Mm-hmm. Cena's not full-time anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't need what, what not we, excuse the hell out of me. What the WWE don't need is another reason why people leave and go straight to AEW. Mm-hmm. I know people love Cena now. I know you know it's just saying you're not you gonna you gonna miss it while it's gone, and everybody went fucking nuts when he returned. But it does nothing for Roman. It does nothing. I feel like the only part timer could beat Roman right now, and I fucking hate it. It's The Rock. That's the only person. Or Big E. 
Those are the only two people I can see could be could do the money in the bank white route. Rock being the big cousin, send his little cousin down. Like, hey, I was the head of the table. Hey, I turned heel before. I was a bad guy before you became a bad guy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it does nothing. It does nothing. Yeah, it does something for WWE viewership for Johnson to be in the champ. But you can also destroy their viewership. They're like, oh, fuck this shit. I'm going with AEW. Uh, so Absolutely. So but the same could be done because of Goldberg. So just just yeah, just imagine WWE go with Goldberg and Cena going over. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm going with Roman. Uh, I don't see this to be a typical ending, like just Roman just beating the hell out of him and win. I feel mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling the Usos might interfere. Mm-hmm. So I get that prediction, but for sure, Roman going over. Okay. Okay. Well, I like that. I have to agree with you. I got Roman Reigns taking the reins uh, and elevating his Super Saiyan God status. Oh, for sure. Amongst wrestling and letting people know I am untouchable. Try me. If you dare, you will fall. And until they build that person up to uh, eventually beat them uh, at some point. So whenever that is, if that ever is at that point, he may retire with the doggone thing. Who knows? But uh, hell no. all I want to say is, <laughs> um, but yes, no, Ooze, man, all in all, SummerSlam is coming our way tomorrow night, 7 p.m. start time. Damn, I get up at yeah, seven. P- well, yeah. Well, technically eight p.m. So really, it's eight p.m. start time. Seven p.m. is more than likely the pre-show, but eight p.m. start time, which is seven p.m. Uh, Central time, of course, four p.m. Pacific, I believe. So y'all know y'all time zones, man. But nonetheless, uh, you're not gonna miss out on you guys. And don't let me tell you something. This is gonna be. A, I feel like this is gonna be a typical WWE show. Like we like we said earlier, this song even fucking feel like SummerSlam. You remember how SummerSlam you get excited because you be like, oh, this is like the WrestleMania of the summer. It's not WrestleMania, but it's get their energy. Mm-hmm. I haven't been. I think besides WrestleMania 37, mm-hmm. and the only reason I was hyped because of that because of the fans being back. That was the first. Was mm-hmm. that the first wrestling show with fans being back? Like like mainstream? Cause I know indie shows start back doing shows like around that time too. But mm-hmm. I think this is like the first big show fans come back. Then AEW did the same. Yeah, but besides that, I haven't been excited for a fucking WWE show in two years. I think NXT was the last one when they NXT. I said fucking NXT. Uh, Survivor Series when NXT was involved. I think, yeah, Survivor Series 2019 was the last WWE event I was fucking excited for. Yeah, and even before that, even before that, I was only, uh, only excited for WrestleMania because of the triple threat match. I had want to see how they were going to do the run the rails and shit in 2019. But besides that, this, all this, it's just typical WWE. WWE don't have that magic no more. Yeah. Like WrestleMania, you be hyped. And then when you finally watch it, you be like, damn. Then the night after WrestleMania, just like, it wasn't the same because, because of course, you know, there was a Thunderdome. So mm-hmm. WWE just don't have that magic no more. And people be like, oh, it's because they don't got the larger than life superstars. No, they got them. They just don't know how to book them. Like, no way Finn Balor. It's no way that Finn Balor had to go back to NXT and show you what he, what he should have been on the main roster. And you know, you know they finna fucking kill it now. Even though he debuted with the Prince stuff and everything, he said, "Yeah, this is not smiling Finn no more. This is Norman Finn. 
but why you why they make him do his old entrance? You know, NAC he did it one at a time. He posed, did all this. They got him doing his old shit. And he and he started back smiling. And I was like, Yep, know how this gonna go. They're gonna do the Finn Balor Prince for like two months and then happy go lucky Finn. Like, bro, like no way that you gotta rely on part time. There's no way that Bray Wyatt could not be the next Undertaker. Could be no way that Drew. It's really, no way. It really the fans for the Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. It was really the fans on those two. But still though, they they still saying we don't have this larger life characters. We do yacht, but they push the ones they want to push. Granted, cool. Yeah, Roman got his fan base now. People getting behind Roman. It's cool, but. Roman wasn't the only fucking person. AJ um, Styles, you see how they you see how they pushed him on SmackDown because they look at SmackDown's B show. Mm-hmm. You see, AJ wasn't the Universal Champion when the title was over there on Raw. Not in the main event picture because they still think Monday Night Raw is the flagship show. So you know, WWE is killing WWE is killing themselves. It's like. It's like Vince Russo is over there right now. And uh, it's a lot worse than Russo. I'd actually take a Vince Russo right about now. You know cool. what? Yeah, I, I take Vince Russo TNA versus Vince Russo WCW. <laughs> but Something. yeah, but yeah, but like this 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 doesn't feel like WWE no more. It feels like I'm just watching a parody. Like how do you remember the Untake said he never wanted to be a parody of himself? This is what I'm feeling. I feel like Dota even in the parody of yourself. And I know, yeah, we say, oh, fuck Vince, fuck Vince. And then when he come out, we cheer. Yeah, that's cool, because that's Vince the character. We don't like Vince the person. Well, not, we don't like him. We love, we love Vince McMahon. If it wasn't for him, wrestling wouldn't be as big as he is. We don't like his mindset now. He's, he's still stuck on that, that early, what, I guess early 80s tradition I don't know what he's still going, but this it's no way SummerSlam shouldn't feel like SummerSlam. Is there's no way we should go back and watch a SummerSlam from 18 years ago, be more excited for their SummerSlam versus now? You know how fucking excited I was watching SummerSlam 2001? I was so fucking excited to watch that. I was excited looking at Jill versus Raw. I was excited seeing Booker versus Raw, Kurt versus Angle. Then SummerSlam 2002, Hunter versus Sean. Like I was fucking excited. I was watching those pay-per-views last night like it was happening live. There's no way we should be had to go back and watch old pay-per-views to be more excited. That's why I said to go back to our first topic, how I was excited to see CM Punk. I was more excited to see something of current wrestling live, bro. Like, and this, and this is my cry to WWE. I don't know if anybody WWE going to listen. I know the one you have some incredible guests on Life of Bosch, like Godfather and R True. No, R True still with WWE contract and Godfather on Legends contract. Please listen, show show somebody in the company this podcast. Mm-hmm. WWE, we love you. We appreciate everything you've done for us. We just hate to see you go the way you are going right now. There's no reason why people should be falling asleep on Monday Night Raw. There's no reason why people shouldn't only watch SmackDown from Roman and then turn their TVs off. After he come on, no reason nobody should be bored watching NXT when NXT was the hottest shit ever for the past six years. No, eight years, really, because 2012. Like, it's no way. you WWE, you was the company to make wrestling what it is, even though you call yourself sports entertainment. Like, the ruthless aggression there, 
that was amazing. We're not saying, like, and don't take what I'm saying and fans who listen to who are diehard WWE, because I'm a diehard WWE fan. Too. Don't say it, don't take my word saying, oh, bring back the roots of the aggression there. No, it's not going to work, like, storyline-wise. But bring back the the in-ring the in stories, like how they were telling the stories while wrestling. Bring back those characters. No, not even characters. Like how you got those wrestlers a chance in the ruthless aggression era and the attitude era. Give these guys a chance. That's what AEW doing, and they want to why why AEW have amazing fans interaction because they let them go out there and tell amazing stories. That's all we want, though. They, we don't want no rematch rematch for three straight fucking months. I got tired seeing Bobby versus Drew for three fucking months. That shit got boring. I'm tired of that shit. If you're going to do a rematch, make it entertaining. Like, people make jokes about Cena and Orton having, having a lot of matches with each other. But the shit was entertaining, and they also decide shit to throw it all. There's been time when Orton went to Triple H, then went back to Cena. If you do something, uh, I, I I love WWE. Well, I'm at the point now, I'm like, okay, fuck WWE. I'm finna go watch AEW. And that's how I've been watching Impact for the past three weeks on Twitch. And I'm entertained with Impact than I have been with WWE for years. So this just, I, I just hope, I know they're gonna pretend, oh, they see him, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. They can pretend all they want. That was a fucking wrestling boom. So when Dan Bryan comes or makes his debut, I hope they look at this like, okay, we need to make a change right here and right now. Please let that be because I don't want to look up and see AEW producing the rise and fall of WWE. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah, though. Um, thank you for that rant, my friend, because uh, wrestling fans definitely know they needed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm and trust me, we all feel exactly what you had mm-hmm. to say there. So, um. It's about time we get ready to wrap this episode up, man. First yes, and foremost, sir. I just want to say thank you guys for your patience with your boy. You know, I'm I'm back. Life's about yes, to turn away for a minute because I was doing a lot of things musically and I am still doing those things, but I couldn't come without coming back to my peoples in the wrestling community, working on some things, man. Um, got some, some cool segments that's coming for y'all on this show. That's going to be fun for the guests, fun for anybody that comes on the show. Lil Bro, you know you're always welcome to come back. Uh, next time you come back, you get to experiment with me on some of these segments that we have part of the show to okay. make it much more fun and entertaining. Uh, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you subscribe to Life's a Botch podcast on YouTube because we're going to work on doing some promo battles for y'all. So y'all going to get to see some nice mm. promos that I think y'all really really will enjoy so make sure y'all follow and subscribe to the life's a botch podcast youtube but more importantly if you're not already subscribing to that make sure you subscribe to all things ots so make sure you follow youtube.com slash ots guys that is youtube.com slash ots guys visit the website at www.otsguys.com if you want to Check out Life's a Botch Podcast. Of course, I am Tremont from my guest of this evening and other dope shows like Fans. What did I think about this week? Venus and Mars. We Can Be Heroes. So many different different shows and content under this roster that are being brought to you on a 
regular, regular basis. So uh, before we get out of here, Mr. Tremont, tell the people where they can find you really quickly, my friend. Yes, sir. You guys can also find me on otsguys.com. Just like Dwayne said, you can always find my podcast, I Am Tremont, Life's a Botch. You can find different things like Pastor Ox, Realish, all the incredible podcasts under the OTS brand. You can also mm-hmm. watch us on YouTube, OTS Guys, like my boy just said. Actually, we have an event coming up this upcoming Thursday mm-hmm. with fans. We got a battle between Drake and Kanye West. Make sure you watch it. It's going to be a dope, dope, I mean, a dope-ass show. So mm-hmm. make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and subscribe and go on our website. It's going to show you more information about it. Uh, you can also subscribe to I Am Tremont on, man, on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else. You can, if you want to, if you want to speak to me personally, my Instagram is at vibing with the nineties nine zero S. And you can also find me on my Facebook, Darren Tremont. If you ever want to interact about music, wrestling, or mental health situations, you can always reach me out on those platforms. And again, sure. also, like I stated before, and like Dwayne Wayne stated before, please go on otsguys.com or go on our YouTube channel. If you like listening to our podcast where you would like to see a visual aspect, on our YouTube channel, OTS Guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, all right, good peoples. Y'all already know what time it is. Again, thank y'all so much for tuning in with us on this SummerSlam prediction episode slash CM Punk Best in the World celebration. And uh, so much more that we had to bring y'all fresh off the presses. Uh, That being said, always remember your boy, Loves y'all. Appreciate y'all for that support. Like I said, man, we're working on getting that some live shows. We're working on some stuff. Just y'all stay tuned, man. And uh, in the meantime, it's about that time that we say our favorite slogan to y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Until next time, two sweet peas.